Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 396, and today we'll be talking about something ventured, someone framed, from the Owl House. I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. Wow guys, long time no see. Yeah, I know, it's been a... It's been a minute. (laughs) So this episode I really liked, because of the kind of very subtle character development where the humor and the butt of the joke is drifting away from them just being mean to each other towards them being much closer which is like a sort of crescendo of character development that really works out well for the end of this season and throughout the rest of the show like they really organically become closer as this sort of found family and seeing the sort of hints and the little seeds of it put in um the first few episodes of this of the season of the first half of the first season is really nice but i also like how it was ida was doing this nice thing but she hated it the whole time <laughs> and she was going to like use it to i'd say ask for a favor from luz it's still like she wants something in return kind of idea she seems pretty pretty uh What's the word I'm looking for? Genuine in her attempt? Yeah, nah. It, it's just, she seemed like she was really doing this for Luz's benefit like that. You better enjoy it here, kid. Like, you know, giving her a noogie at the same time, almost. Like, ah, you little rascal. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, if this was a plot in later in the show, it would have been a little bit different in necessarily Ida's attitude towards doing this for Luz. She would have been probably less, like, decrying it, I think, and, like, not needed any convincing, right? Like, she wouldn't have needed to see those two witches being nice to each other. Ah, yes. Like, she wouldn't have needed that. She wouldn't have faltered for a second. So Sasha? Skara. Skara's her name. Mm-hmm. Not knowing the names of all the background characters. <laughs> Skara is not a background character. I mean, you should know. You've seen the... Man, eh, never mind. <laughs> it's not going to be the most recent episode by the time this episode goes out. So. I'm like, it's only real fans know who Fred is in Spongebob, right? It's like, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> Isn't Fred that one fish that's like always there? Yeah, he's the, he's the brown and belt. And they have like consistent more. My leg. Yeah. And my leg. <laughs> yeah, but they also they have like consistent lore with him. No, look, okay. No, 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 no. The SpongeBob fan wikia, like if you spend time on it, you'll think that they spent all this time weaving together like these narratives of these background characters, but I promise you, it is invented. <laughs> it is completely made up. Like they will spin a web of lies that will suck you in and you'll be like, I never realized that Smundrop was made with such craft. But please, Before don't believe they, it. Stephen Hilleberg left. Everything after Stephen Hilleberg left is garbage. Exactly, right. Just today, I was talking to someone about the, the seven deadly sins in which Spongebob character uh, represent each. So, I'm, I'm all about Squidward spinning is a web of lies. Right. Uh, Squidward is pride for sure. Patrick is sloth. Yep. SpongeBob has no sin and is a perfect being. Yep. Uh That is what I argued. (laughs) Um, Mr. Krabs is greed. Yep. 
Sandy's also pretty good. San- maybe, maybe Sandy is Wrath, but like, I justified. gave Sandy Wrath. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, you don't literally blow up Patrick with a lasso. I love that in the first seasons of SpongeBob, where like someone would get mildly hurt and it would just explode for no reason. Excellent ten out of ten humor. Perfect visual comedy. Let's see. So we got what else? We got we need gluttony. Also, Patrick Star. It's really hard. Also, Pearl, or Pearl. maybe Bubble. Look at his daughter. She's as big as a whale. Bubble wow. Bass. Bubble Bass. Yeah, I think Pearl. He's probably he probably deserves it more, but I don't know. Pearl had that one episode. Pearl is a teenager. Pride. <laughs> That's true. I mean, no. Come on, Plankton. Plankton's gotta be. Plankton is. Oh, we had. I need to look at a list of the seven deadly envy, sins. Envy, envy, and you can catch the rest of this conversation in episode <laughs> four hundred of the Lunar Ceasefire coming in a few weeks. Now back to our regularly scheduled conversation. What else even happened? Oh, yes, I was going to complain about this episode. So, okay, it's great because Eda's great, and detention is super interesting, and we should get to that. But <laughs> Gus's <laughs> problems on their own is this is one of like the sitcom plots i really don't care for right it's just really overdone he's like oh i've gotta lie and bring in lose but it's just like you already know where it's gonna go and that's fine this is what sitcoms do but it just it's so sitcommy and oh my god i don't even care about that little brat's name but the person who tries to take over methylamule he's such a jerk yeah but it's just in such a rote way the, the giant head kid from the con- from the con- convention, like a yeah, good grief. He's naked. He, he's just annoying, and I mean his whole thing where he, I mean I'll, I'll give them credit that he plays through the entire plan where he asks for forgiveness and admits that the things are fakes, and like we see the whole situation play out where everyone's supportive and like it could have been fine. So yeah, why did he have character. to go back? Great, no, because he wants to be president, and he even, you know, directly spells that out later. Um, so, you know, I'll give them credit. That's, that's you know, more interesting of a character to just make him truly terrible for terribleness sake. But um, I just, I didn't care. It, it felt like very much the, like, oh, every episode has to contain a lesson that is feedable to children. It, you know, Except that was a little heavy-handed. Except that detention but. that kills you is bad. They Except roll with the- that the whole episode. <laughs> They they don't care. And I like yeah, how they so, only save him. They don't save the other students there. And they leave detention. Like, Luce literally says verbatim that's a death sentence. The, the, it, it feels no, incompatible. No, uh, Phyllis actually how... is impressed that he's still alive. And he's only been there briefly. Well, Principal Bump is not compatible with the horrors of the school. As we see later in even this, I think even in the first season, the dude goes from like, maybe he could be antagonistic, maybe he could be a little bad to like, no, he's completely a good guy. And yet this is the type of shit happening at his school. (laughs) Like, I mean. The worst thing you can do in The Boiling Isles and also in this show as general is to be a snitch. (laughs) <laughs> right i mean he already shows that he's like on their side I'm he's not a stooge oh my gosh i think it's like he he just doesn't care right he's like i am no snitch and that little kid on the ground he <laughs> snitched to me and i have no respect for him oh my god 
But yeah, that I had to write that down in like a hurry the last episode we were recording. <laughs> like I can't forget this. I enjoyed that little lesson. I wonder if he's he I don't know if he couldn't have gone to Bump directly. But then again, Bump was also not surprised that he was in detention either, so Well yeah, I don't think he would have tattletailed to the um what are the creatures that can smell trouble? The hall monitors, I guess. No, they called him something. Yeah, I don't think he would have tattletailed to them. Cool designs, by the way. That's fun. With the upside down faces? Yeah, you know, coming up with your own Dementor is fun. And the the sewn shut eyes? Yeah. I really, the, also the monsters with the horrific red eyes with the shadows around them was great in detention. I like that. They do have a neutral state, though, so that children don't have to leave this episode with nightmares. They can remember that, you know, the horrible worm <laughs> red eye things do have just a funny, like, regular Dave guy voice with a... Uh, and they're terrified <laughs> of the principal. Yep. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm going to get the name of these things. If it's like Hall Monaster, I'm, I'm leaving the podcast. The Prime Monaster of the Hallway. They are not named. They are not. They are only referred to as they. They kind of showed up after your last visit. They smell trouble. That is how they are referred to. The wiki has them listed as Hexide Guards. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Do they even appear in other episodes? Uh, I feel like they do. Uh, they, they were in the... Weren't they in the Grom episode too? We haven't gotten to Grom yet. I need to rewatch it. I don't remember. I did see a Grom poster in the background of uh, this episode. I can't remember if previous visits to Hexide already were advertising the event or not, but it is already there, which is kind of fun. Nice. Let's look at their appearance. Um. Oh, they appeared in Escaping Expulsion, the second episode of season two. Okay, nice. Good callback. Yeah, re reuse those character models. Get them out the, there. <laughs> the Lunar Ceasefire, where we read to you the wiki and then post it as content. <laughs> oh my god. Did anyone actually spend time reading the um, it's for pages? Estate. Oh god. <laughs> oh yes, I did. I definitely read those. Yes, I did. T take us through those. The writer got real tired at the end there. I, I think that these pages prove that loses right like Ida was a terrible student it's it's one thing to be like this is a mediocrity factory and i don't want to be a part of it it's another thing to kidnap the school griffin feed it a bunch of spicy food and have it puke all over everything so you know i don't blame that guy for eating that donut i, I like don't how blame the ghosts, him at all the ghosts in the locker room was never resolved <laughs> well, Eva eventually fixed and, it for uh, thirty like years 40 later. Forty years, <laughs> but also Incident Thirty Four Twenty One would make a great episode. I would love a mini series where it's just Ida as a teenager at Hexite. Is that the Abomination one? Yes. Edelin, Lilith, and the Thief had to form an unlikely alliance to stop the giant Abomination from destroying Hexite. What do you want to bet that this was an episode pitch where they couldn't find a way to really fit it? in the the airing of like the the season in the plot so they kind of scrapped it or it was uh shot down so they decided to put it here you know we can only hope that was that was a good one that that of all the ones that stands above head and shoulders as the champion mm -hmm. but yeah i just Ida's just a mean person doing some of this stuff 
Although I gotta gotta admit, starting a food fight because somebody stole from your sister is kind of sweet. I know she she was a good student, and I also want to call attention to a good sister, bad student. <laughs> the little school bell looks exactly like what it is like to sing since you've been gone. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> when you when I you sing that. that line specifically, like yeah, that that is the song that is being sung right now. I, I was honestly surprised that they were not parodying NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys with those boy band names. Like, it's really weird to to not have those be the go-to boy bands. Because I saw a Boys to Men reference, and what was that, like, Two Seconds to Midnight? or I, I, I don't know the other one. Did you see the video of Anne Hathaway singing that on, like, some show? No. It was so <laughs> Okay, I'm going to link this and other... <laughs> Because it's fantastic, and that's immediately what I think of. Like, it's formed a new primary association of that song to this specific part. It's very good. Anyway, uh, I have few other things to say about this episode. I mean, you, you, you're not going to say anything about how just completely chill Bump was with Ida walking in and being like, Hey, I want to enroll somebody. Like, somebody who has been banned from the school already, I might add. That's the thing. Bump is so chill. I think he just doesn't care. I like his apathy. <laughs> That's the key trait. He just sort of lets things kind of work on their Let own. Like out. he was going to ban loose and then is just immediately changes his mind. Like, I don't think he takes any of this seriously. Doesn't even expel Gus. He's just like, well, I am kicking you out of the fan club that you don't need to be in since you're friends with a literal human now. <laughs> I just, he started off as trying to kill her. Like, he's like, oh, I guess, you know, the situation calls for maybe cutting this human open right now. And then, uh, I don't know, she's expelled. <laughs> I don't know, I guess she's back. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, Willow attacks him and he's like, well, someone's going in the plant track. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do enjoy his, like, consistent, non-committal personality. And then you see him without his, uh... Without his palisman on his head, and it's like, oh no, he's hot! <laughs> Stop! Nice hair, at least. Oh my god. What, this is Spongebob Day. I have to reference Spongebob, right? <laughs> I, I I don't know, Like, I just, my heart breaks for that poor graffiti that Ida undid, the, when it said, Mother, no! <laughs> yeah, like, I called her no. mother! That's really funny. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Two weeks in a row we're talking about Ida having kids. Yeah, but I am... Um, I don't have any more opinions about this episode. It was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't. I did not like, like what you said, David, where Gus lying. The very predictable... Yeah, I felt like if he'd been forced a little bit more into the lie, where, like, Luce almost made it too easy and came up with half the story first Yeah, for him, and him just sort of playing along. I mean, that's still a very common plot, but at least it would have made more sense. I mean, at no point does he be like, well, maybe I take them outside of the school to talk to Luz. You know, none of that. No. I mean, maybe they can't, but he never explains that he can't. Like, this is where it's explained that Gus looks younger for a reason because he did, like, skip classes and, you know, so it makes sense to give a plot that reveals he's kind of, you know, immature compared to his peers. So, you know, it it contextually makes sense. It's just, it's not that interesting. 
but I, I just yeah. wish his executive action had been punching Matholimul in the face. Like it looked like it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, he almost died and he's pretty wiped out and he doesn't have any friends. So I think, I think that's what you wanted him to like kick deserves. him while he was down. <laughs> right. Like GC just wants violence. Just kind of. <laughs> violence. Yes. <laughs> they do have witches duels for a reason. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would have been a fun way to solve things. Yes, with violence. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Something <laughs> Ventured, Someone Framed. Join uh, us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Soren. Hey, and I'm David. Alright, I gotta come out with a new outro because iTunes is irrelevant now. Um, so I could just say leave us a comment. Um, like, comment, subscribe, or something. Talk about us. Talk about us with your friends, with your parents. With your grandparents. <laughs> please, please do not introduce me to your parents. Um, <laughs> um, leave us a comment. Always appreciated. Um, if there is a way to rate us, do it. <laughs> do it right now. Leave us a rating. And it better be five stars. Even if it's out of ten. Later, everybody. Bye! <laughs> Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. <laughs>